Welcome to the Talking Shop podcast from Vixen Labs, the info-packed, stat-stacked, actionable voice chat from Europe's leading voice tech agency. It's a few weeks since we published our latest research into the use of voice-assisted tech in the UK, US and Germany. Let's dive straight in this week and hear from Vixen Labs CEO James Poulter as he explains what the research showed about people's routines and habits around voice tech. People are using their devices in more places more of the time, but what are they actually doing with them? Well, what we now know is that the trend that we saw last year beginning to emerge, which was that voice search was becoming one of the most dominant use cases for voice, actually, it appears that that habit has stuck. And what we really know is that voice is uh, you know, one of those tools that we turn to when our eyes are occupied or our hands are busy doing something else. Or it's a routine thing that we do habitually. And now we know that 92% of voice consumers are searching the web with their voice and 40% of them are doing that really regularly, which is a huge opportunity for brands and marketeers to take advantage of. Let's look at the breakdown. In the US, the UK and Germany, we see that we're nearly at 30% in the US and UK of people using this multiple times a day, but way up into that kind of upper 30s of people using it at least daily. So this is something that is really living with people quite frequently. And certainly on a weekly basis, we're now over half of uh, voice users using their assistance at least uh, a couple of times a week. And so this is becoming one of those companion devices, much like our mobile phone. And in many cases, we're using our mobile phone with our voice assistant. Uh, It's following us around the week and it's adding value as we go. And people are recognizing that voice is helping them complete different types of tasks more easily and efficiently. When we ask people what value it adds to their daily lives, around half of people in all three of these markets say that voice search is actually quicker than text and helps them find things more efficiently. And so we project that this trend is going to continue as people begin to turn to their voice more often to do search, whether that is a search that they can visually see, for example, searching into a browser Uh, or into a a smart display, for example, but also when they're not necessarily looking at the device, they're using voice search uh, in a voice-only mode. So we're seeing people turn to their devices more frequently, and we're seeing them get more value from them. Now, within that, one of the big use cases that we've often been asked about is, well, what about shopping? What about commerce? Are people actually buying things with these devices? Are they using their voices to do so? And again, this year, we see the uh, early indicators from 2021 reinforced quite significantly in 2022 with a real growth across all areas of the voice commerce funnel when it comes to researching products like asking people like, what type of product should I buy me to do you know cleaning or household routines and chores uh, through to actually selecting that product whether they're actually comparing and contrasting or using that to navigate and then they're also going all the way through to purchasing with their voices and so voice is really helping us at all stages of these journey. When we look at the way in which people discover information about products, at least one in three people in each of these markets are using voice on their smartphone, actually, to discover that information. It's really helping people make decisions about what to buy. And we can also see that this is carrying over, not just in the home, but into out-of-home situations as well. Across all markets, you see a, a roughly similar trend. But when you look at the types of things that people are doing to help make voice purchases, there is an obvious category that begins to emerge here, which is really that kind of millennial and Gen X categories 25 to 34 year olds being the most likely to use voice in helping them with a purchase and that also then trends up into 45 to uh, 54 year olds and it seems that we are in that midst of a voice uh, adoption cycle where we are beginning to turn to these devices to actually do things like shopping 
which we've actually seen in previous technology revolutions before. It took a little while for us to turn to mobile and before that to the web to actually start making purchases and really trust them. And we're beginning to see that now happen in voice as well. Here at Talking Shop, we want to introduce you to the world of voice technology, including those working hard behind the scenes to build up this brand new industry. So this week, we're going to chat with Vixen Labs researcher Chloe Prince. Chloe joined our team a year ago, arriving in the UK all the way from Johannesburg just weeks before she took on the role. She started by telling me what she works on day to day as a researcher at Vixen. My role is kind of, it's interesting because it was kind of, it is being formed with me, if that makes sense. So I was brought on like as a researcher and, um, but as you know, research is sort of broad. Research can be anything basically and research is part of everything. So um, I were kind of like teasing out what, basically seeing what I'm interested in as I work through projects um, and then seeing, okay, I like this kind of thing more. So let's kind of grow my role into that direction. Um, but in essence, research um, here, the kind of stuff that I do is a little bit of analysis work, which is, you know, working with data itself, quantitative, qualitative um, and that could be working with spreadsheets, which, you know, is, that's always fun. I really do find it very fun, um, <laughs> unlike some other people. And uh, qualitative is, you know, t- anything from user testing and kind of interviewing people um, and taking those results and analyzing them, seeing what themes emerge. Um, and then also dipping into VUX so and, and UX. So I've always been interested in UX and uh don't really have much of a background in it, but um, definitely wanted to sort of grow into it. And then there's voice UX, which is uh, something that I definitely didn't ever think existed until I came here, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically um, it's an interest of mine that fits quite well with research uh, and, you know, research plus research is what feeds into user experience and a good user experience. So that's, they kind of feed off each other quite nicely. Um, Yeah, and also a bunch of uh, kind of ad hoc-ish things. Um, You know, it'll be uh, anything that's kind of organizational, really, because I love being organized. So cataloging documents and kind of organizing folders and all those extremely exciting tasks. I quite like those as well. So, Um, But yeah, anything in between all of that, it is is mainly research related, but I do kind of dip into some other areas too. I mean, the voice industry being so new, you kind of touched on there that like voice UX is a completely new title, if you like. It's kind of the layer for user experience for the voice industry. How does the work that you do feed into that user experience work that's, that's done at Vixen? Well, yeah, like I said, research is underpinning any kind of, well, it should actually underpin any work that a company does um, in in like whatever, if it's academic kind of context or if it's corporate or anything in between. I mean, research has a place in just about everything. And it's, you know, it's what happens at the initial, very early stages of any project is researching, whether it's, um, you know, searching online for things, reading articles, watching videos, uh, and then there's the sort of stakeholder interviews part, which is speaking to people and researching with other humans and hearing what like either the stakeholders are thinking and feeling, or what they want from you and the project. 
um, versus like user related perspectives. You know, there's the business and there's the user side, which can overlap, but also be quite different. Um, I personally am more interested in the user side, but that's that's great because you know VUX. It's in the it's in the name. It's all about like how, yeah, how people, um, how humans interact with something that's not human, and uh, it's very interesting and something that could you know could dive into for years and not fully understand either. So um, yeah, I mean research is is just there to to help people figure out what people like and what they don't like and that can fuel all kinds of exciting findings. And so how did you get here? What's your background? What have you studied and and what have you done before you've come to Vixen? Well, I was I've, I've been sort of researching to some degree for many years. Um, but in like academic context. So I just recently finished my master's in neuroscience, um, uh, which is very cool and does have some some links to voice tech. I mean, actually more than I realized, um, which is really, really great for me because that's, that's where my true inter- interest lies. So I have a background in neuro and psychology and um, those things really do come together when, you know, humans interacting with computers it's all about the psychology and like how brains work and how you know even like the the neural networks of both both parties how they work you know the human side and then the machine side I don't know much about the machine side but that's something I'm definitely excited to learn more about and see how that fits in um yeah so background in in those sorts of things and I'd always loved research and loved kind of finding things out and being curious and finding or trying to find answers, but they're not really finding answers because life isn't really about answers, apparently. Um, anything that kind of just gives knowledge and, you know, helps you understand something. Um, it's really interesting to me. Uh, yeah, and I also recently moved here from a different country. I'm from South Africa, and so quite a lot has changed in the last year. Um, and yeah, being here in the UK with all these kind of new work-related, like this new sphere, like this tech voice stuff is all quite new to me, um, as it is with most of the world, really, because it's quite a new technology. Um, yeah, it's lots of exciting things happening and I'm enjoying it incredibly. Yeah, I really am. This week, creative strategist and resident newshound Rich Merritt told the team all about Alexa Remars, Amazon's AI and Alexa event, beginning with some news that was out of this world. Alexa's going to space. This is really cool. For those of you who don't know, um, if you're not on board with space news, we're going back to the moon. The mission's called Artemis 1. And on some of the unmanned flights initially, um, Alexa is going to be going up into space and working out how you can communicate with that in space. Ambient intelligence was thing was talked about at Remars. So it's more about kind of Alexa being everywhere and AI being everywhere. And just it's not just kind of direct instructions. It's kind of preemptive. There's some really interesting facts and stuff like the fact that Alexa is made up of 30 different machine learning systems that can all produce different things. Like they can work out not just it's not just wake word, but your speaking style, your recognition, your kind of your tone, your intonation um, in the way that you speak, which is really, really cool. 
but it's kind of it's just it was more around like it's an interesting talk it's on their youtube and their twitch channels it's worth going to have a look just it's just interesting that they kind of be a bit more proactive with stuff and be a bit more friendly so yeah like it says here it can tell you that you've left your back door open as well as remind you to close the back door now another thing that they talked about at remars was exa deep faking a deceased grandmother however they did cheat a bit because it wasn't actually a dead grandma it was actually someone that was very much alive so i mean one of the big questions is is it right for companies to kind of pretend that you're trying to do something for someone that's that's dead that's not dead and um, they're hoodwinking us should we be reviving the dead through deep fake technology um and you know where do we stand um in a way of promoting a real person's synthetic voice kind of like this all questions that we have to kind of be thinking about and asking ourselves i think and finally, because you know I like to end on a good news story, uh, Astro, I mean, it's not really a story, Astro was announced a little while back. Astro is like Alexa on wheels with a couple of cup holders. Um, and you can train it to, to follow you around the house. You can train it what your different rooms are. So you can say, I'll oh, go to the office, go to, go to the living room, go to the kitchen. Um, and it essentially will follow you around. It's like kind of it has the same sort of sensors as a robot vacuum in that respect. And yeah, you just say Astro do something instead of Alexa do something. It's got all the same systems inbuilt, but it's just a bit cool. It can beatbox as well. Who doesn't want a beatboxing robot in their house? Thanks for listening. I'm Suze Cooper and this has been Talking Shop. Like and subscribe to catch the next episode and sign up at vixenlabs.co forward slash VCI 2022 to download the Voice Consumer Index 2022 research. Until next time, keep talking. The Voice Consumer Index 2022 research has been created in partnership with the Open Voice Network and sponsored by Veritone and SEC Newgate. Mm-hmm.